Welcome to First 15, and thanks for giving the first 15 minutes of your day to God and learning to listen to Him in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here. We're learning to listen to God's Word. We're meditating on it, and then we pray it back to Him in response. I invite you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. You can also download this on any of your podcast providers. You can watch us on YouTube as well. If you want to see what's important to a person, watch what they will guard or protect. If something is worth fighting for, it's probably important to you. What gets Jesus worked up and agitated? We get to see that today in Matthew 21. The goal here on First 15 is to help us take the truths of God's Word and apply it to the rest of our lives beyond the first 15 minutes. We have a four-step process that details that that you can download at podcast.wordofprayer.com. There's also a demonstration of it in the first show of this season back in Matthew 1, if you want to see that. Jesus has just made his entry into Jerusalem. He's climbed that long road up from Jericho. And for the next week, he's going to be staying in the small nearby village of Bethany, which is only about a mile or two to the east and slightly south of Jerusalem. It's uh, just over the Mount of Olives. Upon his first entry on a colt, the city is thrown into an uproar and the crowds welcome Jesus into Jerusalem shouting Hosanna and acclaiming him as a great prophet. Today, we get to see where Jesus' priorities lie as we read Matthew 21, verses 12 through 22. Jesus entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David! They were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You, Lord, have called forth your praise. And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree... By the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? They asked. Jesus replied, Truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what it was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. 
So much is happening in such a short time. Jesus enters the expansive temple precincts, and right away he starts driving out the buyers and sellers and the money changers. The prophet has come, and he's cleaning out the house. The Son of God has come, and he's restoring the original purpose of the temple, to be a house of prayer to God. No more a den of robbers, no more economic commerce and exploitation pushing aside the place of prayer. The temple was to be the meeting place between God and his people. Let prayer be at the center. The response? The blind and the lame come to Jesus at the temple for healing, and he healed them, just as he's been doing throughout his ministry. The children are shouting, Hosanna to the son of David, probably echoing what they heard the day before, but nevertheless affirming in truth what is before them, or rather, who is before them. It also touches on the theme that Matthew introduced just a couple of chapters earlier about Jesus blessing the young children, welcoming them, and not turning them aside. Once again, we have people trying to silence the children, or trying to separate Jesus from the innocence of the babes, of the children who are praising him. The chief priests and the teachers of the law are indignant. Unable to deny the wonders that he's healing the blind and the lame, they criticize the lavish praise of the children and the fact that Jesus isn't trying to deflect it. Instead, Jesus validates it with scripture. Then returning to the city the next morning, Jesus curses this fruitless fig tree, which is a symbol for the teachers of the law, having leaves and the appearance of life but lacking fruit. The cursed fig tree and the temple cleansing itself becomes a lesson in having faith, asking God boldly and believing in the results asked for, believing in Almighty God to work powerfully. The house of prayer, the temple, is not a magic place. The stones are not what make it special. It is the God who answers prayer. God dwells there. God with us. Let's pray to him. God, I lift up your praise. I praise you. Save me now. I cry out to you, Hosanna, save us. Lord, increase my faith and open before us the way of obedience. Help us to see it to hear it, to trust you. Lord, forgive my sins and my lack of faith. Raise me up to new life. Help me, O Lord, to obey quickly and not delay. I will do what you have placed before me, what you have put on my heart to do, to bring healing where I can, to pay off debts and to walk confidently and humbly in faith to make gifts and offerings as you lead. In Jesus' name, amen. The second temple, which was 
founded or built starting in 516 BC and lasted until 70 AD, was built by a group returning from exile in Babylon. Remember the first temple built by Solomon was destroyed by the Babylonians in response to many of the prophecies that had been put forth, especially by Jeremiah, but other prophets of Israel as well. The second temple was built beginning with the sponsorship of Cyrus the Great, and Nehemiah and Ezra helped spearhead the initial effort. And then King Herod comes along and he refurbishes the temple, rebuilds much of it, and beautifies it. And it's an ongoing project that begins around 20 BC and continues even after Jesus uh, is finished with his ministry and goes back to heaven. The renovation work continues. And so the temple is just barely finished with Herod's renovation when it's destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD clearly within the first few decades, the founding of the Christian church. That second temple was a fabulous site, and that's what the disciples remarked on with Jesus that we're going to hear about in the coming weeks. That temple mount measured roughly 1,500 feet by 1,000 feet, or about 300 meters by 470 meters. It was 37 acres wide, using traditional figures, or 15 hectares. In Jesus' day, it was the center of life in Jerusalem. Within the temple precincts was the temple proper, as well as porticos, covered porches, administrative buildings, law courts, bazaars, and places to actually process the sacrificial animals or to receive the offerings of grain and wave offerings, all sorts of offerings commanded by the law of Moses. It was a large area. It was filled with people most of the time, but especially packed during the festivals that were commanded for the Jews to go up to Jerusalem three times a year. There were both Jews and non-Jews in the temple district. Jesus, in speaking about faith and prayer, promised that not only could fig trees be cursed and they would wither, but mountains could be cast into the sea. Jerusalem is actually surrounded by mountains. And so with a sweep of the hand, Jesus could show and demonstrate visibly that any one of those mountains could be commanded to be uprooted and thrown into the sea. Any of these mountains Jesus could have been pointing to saying, any mountain you claim will be uprooted and thrown into the sea. He was making quite a claim. So the question for us today, do you believe that you can receive what you ask for in prayer? That you can, in fact, move mountains? I hope you'll carry that thought with you and meditate on that through the rest of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by book four of Journey with Jesus, Praying Your Way Through Matthew's Gospel. You can get a copy of it on Amazon or there's a link to it in our show notes where you can order it. It makes a good devotional for this season as we head into Easter. Thanks for listening and keep listening to God's Word.